This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hey, hey, friends. Welcome back to episode number 68 of the Ops Authority Podcast. We are a podcast that helps directors of operations, aspiring directors of operations, and project managers, actually service providers of all kinds, to really help them get clear in how they can serve their clients better, change their careers, up-level their careers, and up-level the client that they're serving. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the 10 things that you need to ask in a discovery call. So what is a discovery call? All of these calls have different terms. People call them different things, different places. But what I'm going to term a discovery call is when you are getting on a call with a potential client, they are not a client yet, but you're trying to understand where they are, what their needs are. And what we're going to talk about today is understanding a lot more about where they're going, because I know that that's the real information that you're going to need to be able to empower yourself to make the strongest decision. So here's a little wisdom for you. Before you commit to a client, you've got to do a call. Before you price a project, a client, a relationship, please do a discovery call. And today we're going to walk through specifically what I do in these discovery calls. And you know what, ladies, you can copy and paste this too. So the first thing that I ask when I get into a discovery call is, what is the mission of your business? Why do you do this? Why are you committed? Of course, you're asking this so that you can understand this, but the benefit to you knowing this is you're going to see their conviction for their cause. Or you're also going to be able to see, are they in transition? Did they start the business because of this mission? And now they're growing into a different mission. This happens with entrepreneurs who have seen the highs of highs and the lows of lows. So in either of those situations, that may cause them to actually pivot their mission. And I want you, as a person who's going to be potentially joining this team, I need you to be really, really clear and have an honest conversation with the person that's hiring you to understand what it is that they're doing, why they wake up in the morning, and what is their intention of serving the people, the audience, the students, members, whoever it may be. Number two, to no surprise, what is their vision? What do they see for this company in three to five years? And this is a beautiful piece of the process. By asking this question, you're not asking the question and just waiting for them to come back with a response. I want you, this is the first sign of leadership in the relationship. I want you to show up and to guide them, literally coach them, help them to dream bigger. 
This puts you in a leadership place in the relationship. It also puts you in a confidant, in a partnership mentality, so that the rest of this conversation is going to be set up in a way where they are going to trust you. So with the vision, you're trying to understand where it is that they want to take this company. And Some people, it's all over the map, but some people can see their business six months from now. Some people have no problem seeing their business and what it can do in the next 10 years. During this time of the call, I want you to get a really good understanding of how far they can see their business and what does it look like. Now, there are three specific questions that I ask when we talk about vision. First of all, and this is the way I kind of scratch the surface and see how comfortable they are with this work. How far out can you see your business? Are you really like someone who's just in the day-to-day right now and you are so in the day-to-day and that's the way you're wired, this is the way that you've built your business that you really don't know what success looks like, what the business could do if everything went right? You need to make sure that you understand how far they can see. The next thing you need to ask is what the business will accomplish. And I want you to take notes here. What the business is going to accomplish in those next five years. And sometimes I have to nudge people and say, okay, how much revenue would you be making? What would your profits look like? How many people would you be serving? Lots of times, kind of the trick I have up my sleeve is to help people understand and think in numbers especially if they're blocked in really seeing their full potential in what could happen if success continuously poured down on your business. That's a great phrase for you to literally copy and paste and use in your next discovery call. What would happen if success poured down on you and this business in the next three to five years? What does that look like? Does that mean that you're able to start a second business? Does that mean that you're able to to start a charitable arm of your business? Does it mean that you're going to open up another branch, another revenue stream? You're gonna serve 5,000 people. Your profits each year are going to be six figures. What does that look like to them? I want you to dig in, ask the questions, and literally curiosity, this is a big value of mine, and I want you to practice this as well. Leading with curiosity puts you in a leadership spot. So during this vision exercise, you're definitely going to want to help them to walk through this. So we have covered the first step of vision. Vision has three parts to me. First of all, it's where do they see their business in three to five years if success rained down on them? Secondly, where do they see themselves in the business in five years? Again, this may be a question that they're not comfortable answering. If everything went right, are they going to be working as much in their business? Are they looking to sell their business? In five years from now, if everything goes right, are they going to be the head coach and only the content creator? Lots of times you're going to start hearing things like, oh, if everything went right and I had the right team in place, I would be in a CEO position oh, great, what does that mean? Dig in, ask, what is their vision of what a CEO does? So start capturing those things. It's gonna be really, really important because you're going to understand the type of expectation 
that they're going to have and that you're going to be working towards if you choose to come in and partner with this person. The third part of vision, which is the second step of the discovery call, is to understand where they will be in five years or three years, whatever the planning horizon is. Where will they personally be? And this is a big one because think about where you will be in three to five years personally. How old will your children be? Will you have any significant milestones? Are you looking to transition your home? Are you looking to buy a second home? Are you wanting to move into a part-time role? Are you looking to, I mean, there's so many different things that can happen and can transpire in the next three to five years, but you've probably thought and dreamt about what you would be doing. Make sure that you understand this from the leader, the person that you're going to be supporting. Where do they see themselves? It's going to help you to understand boundaries. It's going to help you to understand where they want to go. So that's the work that I do in vision. And can you see when you understand those three components, where the business will be, where they will be, and then what their personal life will look like, you start to see what they want, what they expect out of this business. Now you can make a good judgment call. You can see the work that you have ahead of you. These are the unstated expectations that stay in the back of the mind of an entrepreneur. So by asking them, by doing this work, not only do you get to set yourself up as the leader, helping them to draw this out of their minds, but secondly, you become very clear in what the expectations are going to be when you enter into a long-term relationship with them. The third thing you're going to want to cover in a discovery call is the values. To no surprise, ladies, you always hear me talk about mission, vision, and values. It's the basis of our work. And I hope that that will be something that just transpires and really, really moves into your business because it is the absolute glue that will hold your engagement in the business. But let's talk about values real quick. So you're going to have to do some work here. It's very unlikely that you're going to show up on a call and someone you're going to say, what are your values? And they're going to rattle off six or seven things. And even if you do run across that, I still want you to dig in, do the work, ask questions. Remember, you're setting yourself up and apart by being someone who asks really good questions and takes leadership of this conversation. So from a values perspective, here's what I do. Think of two different columns. We're going to separate these by what makes you tick and what ticks you off. The first column is in the ticks column is what do you love about the people that you choose to spend time with? So this is in your personal life. Cast the vision and talk to them. Think about the group of people that you love to go to dinner with, that you love to spend time with. These are the people you choose to do life with. What has drawn you guys together? What do you love about those people in that group? you're going to start to hear serious values. If these are the things that they love and the people that they choose to spend time with, we definitely want to make sure that we check some of these boxes for our personal selves or there's going to be a conflict in time. So we start with personal and then we get into professional. Now I shift the conversation and ask them, so In your business relationships, the people who have been on your team, the peers that you've chosen to work with, your mastermind sisters, what is it about them that you love? Tell me about some experiences and some times when you have had a stellar employee 
or contractor, what was it about them that made you feel that way? So take tons of notes here. And now we get into the most important part of the exercise with values, which is the people that you choose not to do life with. What is it about them that you don't want? Like, have you ever had a friend that you removed from you? What was it about them that really, really drove you to make that final decision of they don't need to be in my circle or they don't need to be as close to me? There's something there. I want you to understand that. I don't spend a whole lot of time in this particular section, but then I move to that professional part of tell me about a team member that just ticked you off, right? This is the second part of the exercise where we're talking about what ticks you off and we've gone from personal down to professional. So tell me about some instances. Give me specific examples of times where people on your team have ticked you off. What did they do? What is that? And I just start taking ferocious notes because this right here, this is the gold. These are the things that you wanna make sure that you do a real good assessment of yourself to make sure that you're not setting yourself up for failure, for a relationship that's going to be short-term, for a relationship that's going to be very, very heavy for you. You want to be very, very aware. Pay attention to this. Do not pass over this part of the exercise. You want to know what you're walking into, and this is your ride. This is your way of understanding exactly what makes them tick and what makes them ticked off. The fourth thing is tell me a little bit about your team. Who do you have here? And I start drawing like an organizational chart as they're telling me this. I start to ask them questions like, how many people are reporting to you? And this cannot take forever, so you you may have to guide the conversation a little bit quickly. I tend to ask for, you know, you don't have to give me names, but tell me, and sometimes they just do anyway, but tell me who it is that's on your team and what is their major function. Next, how comfortable are you? If you had to rate them on a scale of A to F, where are they for you? This is going to help you understand how much turnover you would be walking into. So I'm looking for, do they have doers in place? Do they have that frontline entry-level role in their business to help them get through the day-to-day? Basically, are they prepared for a director of operations? Or do I need to understand as the person that they're hiring that I would be responsible for implementing? Super big question. I wanna know the size of their team and I wanna know what the value is on the team right now, where they sit, if they are a functioning team, if they're a team that has a lot of opportunities. And then also, does the business owner really feel like they're going to want to replace a lot of people. So now you're looking for turnover and then specifically ask, how many people have you had working on your team in the last 12 months? Now you're going to get an idea of turnover. Now you get to pick and ask a couple other clarifying questions as to what caused the turnover. Was it just time for them to leave? Did you guys have a falling out? Oh, you had a falling out? Tell me about that. Okay. You're going to start to see patterns in all of this that are really going to serve you. Putting just more feathers in your cap when you go to price this, when you go to making the decision of committing to the relationship, and then thirdly, when you show up in the relationship. So the fifth thing is ask the question, who leads your team meetings? Ah, now you're gonna see the behind the scenes. You're going to see if they have regular team meetings. So that's going to help you evaluate what communication looks like on their team. 
And then you're also going to understand what kind of role the leader, the CEO has on these meetings. Is she or he the person that's facilitating the meetings? And then you can ask, specifically if they're looking for a director of operations, you can ask, are you prepared for someone like me to come in and take over these team meetings? How often do you guys communicate? Do people on your team fully understand what they should be doing and also what performance looks like? So this all starts to me, in my opinion, with team meetings. So ask them who leads your team meetings. Alrighty, guys, we are halfway there. We're moving to number six. How do you make money? You may think that's a bold question, but this is something you definitely need to know before you go further in the relationship. So what you're really asking is what kind of offers do they have? Again, how do they make money? You're going to see what revenue streams they have that you're going to end up supporting or you could end up supporting. And you're gonna see the complexity. Do they have a complex model? Do they have a simple, simplified model? This is also an opportunity that I have taken many times to say, ooh, again, to be the leader of this conversation, if I'm gonna walk into a leadership position on in the business, I wanna make sure I deliver this discovery call as a leader. So giving feedback, my opinion etc. during this call is going to be really important to see how they deal with that. So if they have a really complex business, I would say, ooh, I really prefer to work with people who have less than three or four product lines or revenue streams, and you've got nine. Like, that's a lot. Okay? So start setting that expectation from the very beginning. Seven, how do you market your services? And this is a real, 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 real big thing to me because I want to make sure that as an operator, I'm not crossing into the marketing space. I can support the marketing strategy as an operator, but I am not going to be responsible for marketing strategy. Now, this is my preference. It may not be you. If you have a background in digital marketing or marketing, then this may be something that is a differentiator for you. But most marketers do not have the competency for marketing strategy. Marketing delivery, yes, that's where we see a lot of VAs and online business managers kind of coming up through the ranks to becoming a director of operations. But I am not going to be responsible for marketing strategy. So by asking them, how do they market their services? I start to understand what avenues they're using. So are they using paid ads? Do they have a big referral network? Do they do joint ventures? Is it a challenge model? Is it a webinar model? How do they get people to see, to become attracted, and to become solid leads for them? By asking them this, I get to understand what kind of support they need here. And then I get to lay out the expectation that a director of operations is not going to come in and own marketing. So if they don't have somebody in the marketing space, I make it very clear that the CEO is still the chief marketing officer of the company in the model that I come into businesses. So I want you to get a good, clear vision of what's coming ahead. Are you going to be stuck in this space? And you will be stuck If you don't have the competency for marketing strategy, I want you to be real, real careful here that you don't overpromise what you can do. I want you to meet their expectations, but do not oversell on the marketing side. I come in and do a lot of coaching 
with this marketing piece, helping the business owner to understand what operators do and what marketers do and how they can work together, but how the skill sets look very different. Number eight, and this is the part that they probably came into the call wanting to talk about. This is what their needs are. So what do they need in their business right now? I start writing down roles, responsibilities, tasks, everything that they say really gives me an understanding of what they're thinking this person will be doing. You get to hear it from them. Do you possess the skills that they're looking for? What is in scope for you and what is out of scope for you? Spend some time here, ladies. You want to understand what their needs are, what their wishes are. I want you to speak up with confidence and say, this is what I will take on. This is what is out of scope for me. How open are you to bringing in somebody to do X, Y, Z? Or maybe you provide services where you have a strategy component and maybe you've got an agency that's doing the implementation. Maybe you're doing both, I don't know. But I want you to be very, very clear in helping the business owner to understand what is in scope and what is out of scope. A question that you can ask them is, What prevents you from getting closer to the vision that we talked about in question number two? So you want to effectively walk them through a brainstorming session, and they may even come to the meeting with this list. This is probably the list and the only thing that they thought that they were going to talk about during this call, which was what they needed in the person that they were looking to hire. Dig into this. Make sure that you use this as an opportunity to be very clear in what is good for you and what is out of bounds for you. Number nine, what are their expectations? At this point in the process, in the discovery call process, they are comfortable with talking to you. They are comfortable with being really real. Hopefully they have shed any kind of ego or expectation for themselves of how this call would go because you led the call. They got to dream. They got to dig into the things that they have been like rolling around in their mind. You've helped them to pull this all together through this strategic discovery call. But I want you to understand what are their boundaries? Ask them, what are the boundaries that you have for yourself? And then what are the expectations that you have for this role? What does success look like? So boundaries and expectations are really important. And I believe that you want to do that towards the end of the call when they're a lot more comfortable with you. If you already know at this point in the conversation that you're not going to be a fit for them, this is the point that you probably want to discontinue the conversation. Just wrap it up in a polite way, but you don't really need to go here if you don't see yourself being able to support them. All right, the final question, ladies, and this is something that is specific to directors of operations. I want you to ask them this question. How comfortable are you with someone joining you as a strategic partner in your business? And just be quiet. If they don't know what that means, tell them having a leader that's accompanying them to help them to lead their teams and their projects. I want you to start looking for themes in your ability to actually come in and support them? How open are they going to be to you coming in and doing your best work? If this is the first time that they are bringing somebody in as a strategic partner into their business, the first time they've brought in a director of operations, a chief of staff, a COO, whatever the title that they're looking for, I want you to take this opportunity to tell them how you work and to be very clear and very honest. 
When you go through all 10 of these questions in the discovery call, here's what you get. You get to understand if you have a good connection. You get to see how they deal with resistance, with feedback. Are they going to be transparent with you? Do you feel like they withheld things? And even more importantly, (laughs) is this the right role and are you the right person for it? I want you to really look and listen to everything that they say. Go back and study it. You don't have to make a commitment on the discovery call. But by going through this call, you're going to understand and get a good, good view from their words, not in a written document, but from their words, by viewing their body language, you're going to understand what the scope of this role truly looks like. All righty, we made it through all 10. And at this point, you may be asking yourself or telling yourself like, goodness gracious, that's intense. That's a lot of work. Yes. I also want you to flip the script and say, how many bad relationships, business relationships, have I gotten into that a conversation like this at the beginning would have really helped me to understand who I was getting on the other side of that transaction of the payment? Small business is small, dare I say tiny. Relationships, understanding all of this, setting your boundaries, getting familiar with the client before you say yes has just an enormous amount of benefits. So yes, this is a process, but ladies, we are process people. This is what we love. Take this, copy it, paste it, perform it with your next prospect because I believe it's going to change everything for you. It's going to up-level the type of client that you're working with. It's going to give you clarity about what you're walking into. It's going to allow you to price in a way that's going to serve you. Alrighty, as we're wrapping up, before I go, I want to make sure that you have a way to take this information and turn it into action. We do that on every single episode of the Ops Authority podcast by giving you an Ops activity of the week. For episode number 68 this week, I want you to take this framework and create a template, create a form, whatever you're going to use, a Google document. I want you to create something that you can have in your pocket ready to go that will guide you through the conversation. Literally take these 10 questions, add any that you have, add any that are currently working for you, put it into a template that you can use with every single discovery call. Alrighty, friends, I can't wait to see you inside of our private Facebook group. You can join us at theopsinsiders.com, which is going to route you to our Facebook group. Super active group. I enjoy being there and showing up once a week to do an additional training. So make sure to join us at theopsinsiders.com today. I hope you guys enjoyed this and found this super helpful. The reason I show up every single week is to make sure that people who are pursuing the field of operations have resources to build their businesses, to transform who they are, to serve their clients with their innate abilities that happen to be in the operations space. Thank you guys so much for being here and I will see you on episode 69 next week. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com 
where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.